TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. All right, here we go live in Las Vegas on a Thursday. It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Drew Nixon with you. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend. Save $3 off any large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. We are inching closer and closer to kickoff on Sunday. Uh, I would imagine tonight will be the big night where everybody starts to come into town for the game and starts to see a little more of the the buildup. And we've got our big party tonight, and we hope to see a lot of you out there. If you're flying out, maybe you're flying out like an hour or two, you still got plenty of time to get to Vegas. There's no reason for you you not to be at Circa tonight where we're going to be broadcasting an extra special two-hour, what, after dark edition? Yeah, 7 to 9, Kansas City time will be the show time. We'll be 5 to 7 here, 5 to 9 local for the party, if you want to come out and see us at Circus Win, we actually went up there yesterday. Gold had his uh, betting show there last night. Got a preview of the cabana. And look, it was a bit nice brisk. Heated cabana. You know, nice. but we're good to go. We're looking forward to tonight. I also, maybe because it's Circus Swim and it's near a casino, not even asked him. Pete Sweeney just volunteered his time down there tonight. So if you ever wanted to meet Pete Sweeney, you know, the. Uh, well, now everybody's going to come, man. Now that you mentioned you know, that. <laughs> I don't know how that's not going to drive everybody there. You see the flowing locks. Last night, I think, he said, why are you going to give me a hard time at the Perrier? I was like, I wasn't. <laughs> I said I was just making an observation that you're a Perrier guy. Drink uh, your sparkling water, man. No complaints. Danon Hughes is going to be there. He'll be doing players only tonight from Stadium Swim. You still need a RSVP, but you can still do that. It's free to enter, 21 and older. We just put out new links on social media. You can also go to the Circle website to be able to, uh, to RSVP for free entry. Wear your Chiefs gear. You'll get a free drink ticket. We believe our sister station, 95.7 The Game, is also going to be out there. They're trying to tell 49ers fans. Yeah, we haven't seen them yet. Thinking of people we haven't seen. Bill Romanowski. Is he ducking us too? Bill Romanowski. Haven't seen him yet. Maybe today's the day. Maybe. Coward. Drew, Coward. As, Drew, as he texted you back, for those who don't know, last week after he called Patrick Mahomes a crybaby, we said we got to get him on the show, and Cody said he's going to call Romanowski to his face a crybaby. Cody's ready to take a punch. Good news for the text line. We are working on it. He is here. And we're trying to set up a time for tomorrow on the show for him to swing by, even okay. if it's for five minutes. Is this working on it like we were working on Little Dicky to get us a, a lyric? Which, no, by the way, that is... ain't ever going to happen. That dream died yes. in the shortest amount of time a dream has ever died on Radio Row. No, because I'm getting a response from him. Where oh. Little, I, could, I never talked to Little I, If I asked Little Dicky himself, I actually think it might have worked out. You never out. even got to Little Dicky. I, I, I didn't you even couldn't get even to get him. close enough to speak I, words to I him. I could not. Damn. Damn, that's tough living. I think Romanowski's ducking us. I keep saying, oh, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there. All right, tough guy. All, all I'd have to, <laughs> if I find him, all I'd have to do is play him the clip of you guys 
saying what you said. And, oh, and, and then he'd be happily come he would, over. He would love to come by. I'll be honest. I prefer you didn't play that clip for him before he came over. But you know what? It's fine. I stand by. With, again, do you want to play when he comes gonna, over? Then is he's what not going to punch me in front of all of these people. I don't think. I don't think it's a hundred percent chance he won't. <laughs> but I don't think he will. He's got too much to gain. He comes to radio every year. He socks one local radio jerk. He can't get anywhere in this business anymore. You can watch the show, and, and certainly if Bill Romanowski comes on You'll set, you're going to want to watch it on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook as well. Uh, so appreciate those of you that have been watching on the stream. Also, those that always interact with us on the Jay Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. So here's what we got planned today, other than potentially having Bill Romanowski stop by. We'll see that interaction. Uh, we're going to have Danon Hughes join us coming up in about 30 minutes. He also will tell us about his players-only show tonight. We'll have uh, Chris Fowler join us. He'll be doing the Super Bowl on the international television call. Trey Wingo going to give us some a little betting advice. Uh, well, him and I and Cody will talk a little betting. Uh, also, Chase Daniel, former Chiefs quarterback, former Missouri Tiger, going to join us, get his perspective on the, uh, the quarterback matchup. And then Tony Pollard, starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Looking forward to talking to him about uh, the Cowboys season and looking ahead and also what he sees in both of these running backs. Isaiah Pacheco and Christian McCaffrey went up against the 49ers defense earlier this season, uh, and so it'll be interesting to get his perspective. Last thing to get to before we get into some actual game stuff. After you ceremoniously threw the Raiders hat in the trash, uh-huh. you placed it kind of near the table just in case somebody needed but upside down because you don't want any Raiders logo near here. Yes. Did someone steal it? That's gone. By the way, of course. That's uh, gone. You know what? It perfectly embodies what you have said on this show this entire time. Mm-hmm. Raiders fans are trash. That's right. They can't even help themselves but steal That's exactly from right. other people. They had to come here and physically steal from us in addition to, like, really? That's what it takes? You can't afford your own hat? I, I got even... that for you as a gift, and now it's stolen. Well, I threw it in the trash, and then, uh, you know, the, the, the trash was probably the proper spot. Somebody else walking around that's a Raiders fan, unfortunately, figured, you know what, I can finally get myself a Raiders hat, you know? I can finally afford uh, it. Yep, it's just some trashy Raiders fans. Uh, so the hat is gone, but I, di- I just didn't, I didn't want it sitting on top of the Chiefs logo. That was the key. We're not having any of that. No, that's fair. That was the right choice. I got no complaints about that. I just can't believe someone actually stole it. It's so ridiculous that in addition to that gold, it would actually get swiped by somebody, which makes it just all the better. I'm not going to lie. We'll talk more about it a little bit later on today, but we we had uh, a little Fremont experience. We did. Last night as well. We we had some dinner overlooking Fremont, and it was. we'll have to talk about Drew a little bit. Uh, there was some things he wasn't expecting no. on Fremont Street. You know what? A, he hadn't been here since he was a kid, yeah. so I don't think he fully were, understood what it was. There were a few things, I think, that caught him a little little off guard. And then we did a little gambling last night. You might see on our social media we put out a video. We did a $100 challenge. Uh, you can check out the video and see how we did. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show uh, as well. But let's talk a little football here to get things started off on a Thursday edition. We've kind of talked about Mahomes and Purdy and how everybody views both of these quarterbacks and the potential path after a win for either on Sunday. And what does that look like? It's obvious on the Mahomes end, he would have his third ring. He would be pacing past Tom Brady. And win or lose, he's the best quarterback in the NFL, and we're not making that argument anymore. Brock Purdy, while nobody's going to ever say he's a top three quarterback in in football, I think that would be foolish even with the win, everybody would view him a little bit differently, wouldn't they? Or or do you think people would say, well, okay, you got Debo, you got Ayuk, you got Kittle, you got McCaffrey, yeah, you got a ring, 
Uh, you're not. You're, you're better than Trent Dilfer, but are you much different than some of these other quarterbacks that have had teams kind of take them there? It depends, doesn't it because depend on the performance? Young, yes, but because he's young, he'll probably get thrust into the conversation a little bit faster. What I was trying to ask myself about it last night is, all right, so I know there's a gap. I mean, obviously. But what is the highest? I could personally convince myself that Brock Purdy is right now. If I'm just like, if, if you just decide to buy in, Gold, you're like, all right, you know what? What I've seen this year is, and he threw 30 touchdowns, he had less than 10 interceptions, he had a good number of passing yards, he, op- he had the best team in the NFC from a record. If I just buy in and I say that's who he is all the time, what is he then? That's probably, if you did all that and you just bought into that's who he is permanently, he's probably quarterback five through eight. And I'll tell you right now, the difference between quarterback one and the quarterback five through eight is significant because that means you're still not in that class that is that half step below Patrick Mahomes, which means I'll go blow for blow when the time comes to it. And I just don't know that yet about Brock Purdy. That's what makes this quarterback matchup so interesting is that that's a hard thing to justify. To his credit in the second half of these two playoff games, right, he has actually gone out and made the plays. He has used his legs to go and make yes. plays. And so that's the difference. If that's what he does in this game, and, it's, and it is him having to make big-time plays in big moments, which he's done in the playoffs, then that, that puts him in a different category. I was asked yesterday, I think it was, on in, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was in Green Bay, and they were, of course, talking about Jordan Love. And they're like, where do you put Brock Purdy compared to Jordan Love? Where do you – they, they listed off – 10 or 15 quarterbacks he said tell me to win this tell me stop when you think Brock Purdy is better than one of these quarterbacks and obviously they go through the usual suspects if sure. you will and Mahomes and, Bre- and, and, and the ones uh, you can blow past Allen and Burrow then I, and Mahomes. I, here's where I tell me if you agree this is where I said okay stop we got to start having a conversation so they started listing off individuals like Trevor Lawrence and Jordan Love oh I definitely and, and think I, he deserves and, to be in that conversation and I said stop 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 right there now I I when he was at Jalen Hurts, and I still kept, I said, keep going, keep going. I think it's in that range of, all right, if Brock Purdy, even right now before a ring, I think he already should be discussed where Trevor Lawrence and, and Jordan Love are for crying out loud. Of course, Trevor I, Lawrence is not even what he's won a single playoff game. Yeah, against the Chargers, but I, a team yeah, that can't but I don't playoff sus- games at all. I don't subscribe solely though to the QB win loss of the playoff thing. Like at some point, no, but his team's not competing enough at the top enough sure. for my taste. He's not doing enough winning in general. Right, but if you're play- like this, there's a balance I think on both ends. I mean, if if you are playing at a high level and your numbers show that you're playing at a high level and your team is just you know gets knocked out in the playoffs in the first round, I, I don't think it is that the, the quarterback is necessarily always going to be uh, downgraded for that or should always be downgraded for that. I mean, win by win-loss standards, Alex Smith over the last decade has been a top-five sure. quarterback in football. Nobody's making that but case. But the difference is, is that Trevor Lawrence is putting up Alex Smith stats – Winning less than Alex Smith, and we talk about him like he's Joe Montana. Oh, because, I don't think No, I know that. <laughs> I know the talent he has. I already told you. My fa- the, I think the fascination with Trevor Lawrence is because yeah. he is robot quarterback made in a lab. Yeah, he's, I, he's the size. He's the, he throws sure. the ball the way it's supposed to look. He does the clean footwork. Agreed. But then all the things look good on paper, but then when you put the man on a football field, it doesn't translate to that level of play. That's why I think Purdy does belong in that conversation because he does those things that – Trevor Lawrence does too. He doesn't have the arm talent, right? He can't throw it 79 yards down the field, but he does everything else right. He stands back there. He's composed. He delivers the ball. And it is hard because I think people do want to knock Purdy, and this is where I try to draw the line is I think people do try to knock Purdy be like, well, look at all that talent, like you said. And I'm like, yeah, but what, what is he supposed to do? Like, you know, that's his job. 
It's not his fault he has a bunch of talent. It wasn't Mahomes' fault when he had Tyreek Hill and Travis but Kelsey. people were critical there. gave the ball to him. But we all know that. Oh, the, I know. The first year, yeah, people didn't Even though it. Mahomes clearly is, <laughs> even early in his career, I feel like showed that he's one of those special QBs. But people were critical then. They Up until last year even, heading into the Eagles' Super Bowl, there were a lot of people that said, okay, well, he's had Kelsey and he's had Hill. Let's see what he does when he doesn't have those individuals. Well, last year he, without Tyreek Hill, he ended up, having a Super Bowl win. This year he dealt with, at times, what seemed like an aging uh, Travis Kelsey. And that, you know, is going to be something that now looks extremely foolish because, once again, here they are with a weak wide receiver room and he's in the Super Bowl. So it'll it'll t- probably take a year which Brock Purdy goes to an NFC title game or Super Bowl for some people without having, let's say, one of Debo those and star, star players. Kennedy. But this this is always the conversation. It's not unique to, to Brock Purdy. But I, I think he's uh, absolutely, right now, um, uh, above where... Lawrence and Jordan Love are, but not by much. Like, I don't think it's like you know this clear cut. If Trevor Lawrence was in San Francisco, do you, do you think Trevor Lawrence has this 49ers team in a Super Bowl? I don't know how you could tell me no, though, either. <sighs> yeah, I mean, probably. The, the, if Patrick Mahomes yeah, in San Francisco. No, look, Patrick Mahomes would be they'd be undefeated. It'd be 17 and 0. Yeah. It probably is the answer. By the way, our big game coverage brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card, at ChiefsChecking.com. We mentioned getting Brock Purdy and getting him off his game. You know who the guy is to get him off his game? It's George Karloftis. I know you thought I was going to say Chris Jones because that's an obvious choice. Karloftis is the most important player to me from the defensive line perspective because of the absence of a Minahue. I know what Chris Jones does. I understand the consistency in which he can perform. But it is important that George Karloftis has a big game in this one because Aminahue had been taking heat off him too. Let's just be honest. Aminahue and Jones, I mean, it was easy for George out there. He got to do these one-on-one coverages over and over and over and over again and kind of just coast, not coast, but like be comfortable and attack the way he wants to. I think that this is the biggest game for Char- for George Karloftis. He might be the most important player on defense outside of Legereus Sneed in this, just this individual matchup. I understand Chris Jones is the better player. No Karloftis is incredibly important in this game for me. When you don't have a Minihue, yeah. I think you're asking him to step up in a big way. Your, your best pass rusher uh, is Chris Jones, and then after that it is clearly George Karloftis. Before you would have said Charles Minihue prior to the injury, but now he has to step up. I also think, though, uh, you're, you're not going to say the answer is Felix and Yudike Uzama, who might have eight to ten snaps designed for him in this game. This is actually, to me, a Mike Dana game as well. I think there's a little more pressure. Now, you're never going into a Super Bowl saying, man, we're really, really counting Mike up. Dana closes but, it out for but us. But I think he's going to have to have a role. I think he's going to have to have a pretty decent role uh, for, for this football team to have success getting off to Brock Purdy. And that's actually an area where I think they will. And that's one thing that making Brock Purdy – have less time than he has had in these other games against the Detroit Lions and against the Packers. The Chiefs are a much better defense than Detroit or Green Bay, not just in the secondary, but still up front in the way Steve Spagnuolo is going to design pressure, creative blitzes. I want, I do want to see how Brock Purdy handles real, like real pressure both directly for the Chiefs and also the external pressure, which is just the magnitude of the game. Yeah, the external is the whole other challenge. The internal pressure, I actually kind of know. It's like most quarterbacks. Not good. <laughs> well, because especially in an offense like theirs, man, where they're designed to get the ball to their playmakers and let them do the work. It's not an accident that Debo Samuel is one of those guys that absolutely blows up when you give him the ball seven yards away from the line of scrimmage, and then he gets to take it another 40. Throw off that timing, and it's different. Dana's an interesting one, because I just told you Karloftis is incredibly important, because I, I agree with that. 
Dana's interesting because he sneakily had six and a half sacks this year. What a quiet little nice season from Mike Dana. It was the Emmanuel Ogba of the year, right? Where you're like, ooh, nice little season. Someone's probably going to give you a little money. That's probably the type of contract. For a, for a five, six, seven sack guy, and you're going to be feeling pretty good about yourself. But he does become more important. The ancillary players along the line that we spent less time talking about become more important. Karloftis is just the one where I don't think he's fully emerged into this, right? He's not Max Crosby. We saw him on Radio Row yesterday. He's not Max Crosby. <laughs> of course not. But he feels like given one more year, Karloftis could turn into one of those game-changing on occasion defensive linemen, right? He's a 10-and-a-half sack guy. We should not dismiss his season based on that. But he still needs that extra half a step for me to feel like he's going to do that all the time. Show big in the Super Bowl? We might be having even higher expectations for Karloftis going into next year. The one thing that I'll, I'll be curious to see how Kyle Shanahan tries to exploit it and how much trust do the Chiefs have in, in Felix Sanidike Uzama or anybody else. Yeah, this applies to Karloftis too, although I think he's shown us, is how many times has Kyle Shanahan tried to bootleg Brock Purdy to, to really put potentially the rookie in a bad spot, to potentially put Karloftis in a bad spot. You know, that, that would be something that I, I would be really curious to see in particular how they end up scheming how they end up scheming uh, that going up against the Chiefs. Yeah, and I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Purdy, pressure up the middle. That, that's why Chris Jones is still important, like you would mentioned. The scheme part of it um, would be important on the other guys. So, I mean, I don't know which one that's going to play out or how it's going to shake out on that end. But I feel good about, I mean, I feel good about the Chiefs' defensive line, even that of Minihu. They managed they – were, they were a good sack team before he showed up. They were obviously better with him, Gold. But while they were waiting on a minute to show up, they were still pretty good, weren't they? At least on that end. I was looking up some stats for this game last night. Um, and this was a great article from The Ringer because, you know, you're always like, oh, what's, you know, what are the things that I'm missing in this game? And this was a really great point. You and I both know the Chiefs don't get blown out. Patrick Mahomes has lost by 10 or more as many times as he's been in a Super Bowl. You and I did a radio hit last night or a television hit on VEASAN. Yep. And they had said, hey, what's the most likely outcome? Chiefs by 1-6, to six, 49ers 1-6, to six, Chiefs by 6 or more, or 49ers by 6 or more. I said dead last by that, by the way, is the 49ers by 6 or more. The Chiefs do not got blown out, only to find out upon doing research, neither do the 49ers. They are 21-5 and five with Brock Purdy as their starter. Three of those losses were more than one possession, and that tells you all you need to know. So he's been a starter for almost two full years, not quite, but almost two full years in this league. He's only gotten blown out three times. Now, look, that's less than that's, – that's a much higher rate than Patrick Mahomes. But they – partially because of how good of a team they are is we should be assuming, Gold, that you and I are stressed with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. This is going to be a close game, right? Well, that's why the, the markets would tell you, and it's, this would apply for most NFL games as well, the Niners to win by six – or one to six, I'm sorry – is plus 260. So over two to one. The Chiefs to win by one to six is actually three to one. So the, the markets are saying it's more likely the Niners, who are favorites in the game, so this wouldn't surprise Makes you, sense. are to win by one to six than the Chiefs are to win by six. And, and yeah, we were asked to rank out uh, the likely scenarios. And I think because we both believe the Chiefs are winning this game, the Chiefs winning by one to six to me is actually the most likely scenario. So at three to one, I, I really don't hate it. The Niners to win by one to six, yeah, probably the second most likely. You're correct about not getting blown out and the fact that it applies to the Niners as well. The only thing I will say that's, to me, a little bit different than the Super Bowl, while Mahomes doesn't get blown out, we know that it was an offensive line disaster against the Bucs. We all know he has been blown out in a Super Bowl, 31-9. to I don't believe this Chiefs defense you know, basically allows you to be blown out 
you know, they're, they're giving up 28 points or less every single game. And to get blown out, I mean, what are you going to – what are they going to lose, 28 to 3? I just don't see it. You know, so I, so to me – Why would you mention that score in a Super Bowl? Oh, well. I guess that's sensitive to us. It's it's not, yeah, we're not in Atlanta, you know. <laughs> Aaron Ladd will join us tomorrow. We'll bring that one up with our <laughs> guy. You? Aaron, oh, La- Aaron Ladd, he's a Falcons fan. No, my, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is the, the scenario of the, the Niners somehow winning in a blowout, the only thing you can come up with is it is truly – one of those perfect storm games where all of a sudden the drops creep back in and all of a sudden Juwan Taylor is false starting and holding and they have a, a fumble from someone that hasn't fumbled in a very long time and Isaiah Pacheco and like all of a sudden they just dig themselves a hole because this offense is still not capable in my opinion of coming back from the deficits we have seen. We know Mahomes sure. came back from a deficit, what, 10 points against the Eagles, 10 points against the Niners the last time they played in the Super Bowl. And their Bowl. first Super Bowl run, remember they were all double but, digits. But those days are gone. Days of this offense scoring 35. I, we haven't seen it, really. We've seen it three times, I think it is, over 30 points this it's, season. It's so weird. Like, I still have such a hard time jumping exactly what you're talking about here. I still think the Chiefs are more likely to blow out the 49ers than the other way around, just so for what it's worth. Because of exactly what you said, no, you're right. We have not seen the offense score that number of points, but once probably this season. But, like, I know it's, like, secretly in there for a one-off occasionally, and the reason why is this is – the exact same offense from last year, just put in Rice instead of Juju Smith-Schuster. Same tight end, same wide receivers, same offensive line, same like same offensive, you know, same offensive coaching staff. Still Andy Reid, still Mahomes, and an even better defense. The difference is what we've talked about before is I don't think the Chiefs go into a game being like, well, we better get thirty-five or thirty-eight, you know, like last year's Super Bowl. I don't yeah. think they. I don't think their game plan is how do we get to thirty. I think their game plan is how do we hold on to the ball and get to 27 points because we only allowed that once and never more than that all season. So let's just go ahead and get to 27 points, hold on to the ball for as long as we would like, and do it. That's another reason why you and I both said, I think this game's low scoring because I think the Chiefs, and other teams love to do it to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have settled into that role, which is let's just grind this baby out. You want me to take 11 minutes on it? You want to take 11 minutes on a drive? Be our guest. We'll take another 11 minutes, too. We'll just hope to hold you in the red zone. Right. So I, there's a balance, too, that I agree with most of what you said. I think lower scoring game clearly favors Kansas City and what they want to do with what their defense has done in the second half. And because the, their offense this past week uh, against Baltimore in the second half didn't score any points, and you, you don't want to get into a shootout when the star power on the 49ers that we've gone through with McCaffrey, Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, while they don't have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback still – you're, you're talking about so many different ways to create some mismatches throughout the game. I don't like that, but also um, when you, you, you mention a little bit of you know using time of possession, yeah, if, if the Chiefs are, are having sustained long drives, that's, that's phenomenal. On the flip side, we saw in the Buffalo game, Kansas City still won that game, but they got doubled up in plays. They cannot. No, no. They, they, they yeah, can, it, can't, it, can't, it can't be like that where the Chiefs win the toss, defer, Brock Purdy gets it at his own 25, has an opening drive touchdown that goes nine minutes. The Chiefs, the next drive, go three and out, and all of a sudden, then they go on a seven point, a seven, you know, seven minute drive. They get a field goal. No. The Chiefs are down ten nothing, and it's already eight minutes to go in the second quarter or something. You know, what I mean, they, they, they can't be in that spot. You cannot get doubled up again against this 49ers. because I do think the Niners' defense will probably play a little bit better than they have in the postseason with two weeks to prepare. You're probably right, but it also, you know, like that. The scary part about that is, remember how efficient the Chiefs were when they had the ball in that game. Like every but time they touch the margin it, is so slow. Oh, I know. I don't want no. I'm saying I don't want to. I don't want to risk that level of efficiency. I'm. I'm totally with you. I don't want to be like. Well, every time you touch the ball, 
I hope you're really good with it. Sure. It also required Andy to be aggressive, which I hope we see in this game again. Because I think it's the same thing as the Ravens that they said. Remember, Andy admitted this after the Ravens game, which was go into this game and put them on their heels for a minute. The 49ers have been favored in every game. They've won most of their games comfortably. They are very comfortable being the winner this season. Get them on, like, go for one fourth and two. Put a touchdown on the board if you get the ball first. Put a little heat on them and then see if they can handle that once it is. We know if the game goes back and forth, the Chiefs can still be in there. But put them on their heels a little bit and see what happens. Our big game coverage brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union, proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. We continue here from Radio Row in Vegas. Dane and Hughes, who of course will be on the call on the Chiefs radio network. Mitch Holtis, Dan Israel, and Josh Klingler coming up on Super Bowl Sunday. He's going to join us live here from Radio Row next on Cody and Gold. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Cody Gold in Las Vegas here on a Thursday edition of the show. We'll be joined by Damon Hughes in just a couple of minutes. He'll be on the call. Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, I guess it will be in, in Kansas City. I keep saying afternoon, but it'll be Sunday evening in Kansas City uh, for, for kickoff. It's weird. It's like a 3.30 kickoff. You're talking to Kansas Cityans when I, we talk on this I know, show, so I you know. might as well. I might as well say Sunday evening, evening for, for the game. But we're on Radio Row thanks to Papa Murphy's. Order online for the big game this weekend. Save $3 off and eat large or family-sized pizza with promo code 610. And by Shelter Insurance, an insurance company you can trust. Visit shelterinsurance.com to learn more. Over on the J Southland Toast Service text line, a couple of people were asking as we were going through uh, at some point today, we'll get to what, what occurred last night, a few things we were doing yesterday. And we also just put out a new social media video on our platforms. Uh, but someone said, are you guys all in the same room? Thank goodness we are not. No. no we are not. We've yeah. done that. We've done that for a Super Bowl. <laughs> but when you start getting to three, you know what? The company's like, you know what? <laughs> You guys get your own rooms. Enjoy it. Golden are actually in the same room this weekend, though. This weekend we are. So, it's a little bit different. Friday weekend. and Saturday. You know, this weekend, uh, it turns out a lot of people want to be here. Same same weekend. I don't uh, know if I should. I'm not annoyed, but, like, you've got to do a show over on BetQL at 7 a.m. Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. The only morning in which we do not yeah. need to get up early. Tell me about it. Yeah. Or I don't have to get up <laughs> early. Yeah. I'm going to listen to you 
Talk on it. I told you because we're not sure your co-host is like, well, maybe. Like, he's got a red uh-huh. eye, so we're trying to figure out. I said, you know what? If i got to be up, tell him to pay me, and I'll just do the show with you. We'll so just we'll, keep doing radio together. We, we shall see. But, no, we, we have our own room. And, by the way, it just makes things way easier for all of us. You know, you're not dealing oh, with that. You're not dealing with, well, you better get up at, like, 4 a.m. so you can get a shower in or whatever. Are you better? No, no, it's easy. You don't have to worry about it. Is somebody snoring? Does someone want to go to bed a few minutes earlier? None of that. No, we have our own rooms. We're, we're all good. We said last week when we were joined by Dane and we needed Vegas advice, and, uh, and, and here we are. Here we are, Dane and Hughes joining us uh, from Vegas, and our guests are brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. I know, Dane, we're going we're gonna to see you tonight out at Circa. you got your players-only show from Stadium Swim, and then we've got a, a fun party with fans, and we gotta, we got to show up in a big way because we're competing against 49ers fans tonight at Stadium Swim. All right, guys, back in the studio. We don't hear Dane, and I don't know if it's a mix minus. We might need to get that adjusted. Can't hear the phone line. Just let us know if we get uh, that corrected, and then we'll uh, then we'll have Dane, in, um, and and would love to, to talk to Dane about uh, tonight. He's got his players only show, which will actually be on at uh, let's see, that'll be six o'clock uh, back in Kansas City, and then you and I will be on from seven to nine in Kansas City. Well, the other thing I wanted to ask Dane about, we can do that here in just a second when we get connected with him, is what Travis Kelsey was talking about today at the podium for media availability. So we know, right, because 49ers have been going wham, wham about the field. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, bravely, bravely yesterday, Gold said, well, it's not our preference, but we're fighting through it. Oh, wow, good for you, man. But, you know, Travis Kelsey admitted that practice in pads on Wednesday got chippy. All right, let's see if we can connect with Dana now. Dana, what's going on, man? All right, we're still, we're still, <laughs> at, we're staying hey, uh, over two live radio on the road. It's all good, guys. Uh, unfortunately, having a little difficulty on the uh, on the phone uh, there uh, as we are in Vegas, and uh, we're. I'm feeling to good to about work. the third time. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Tell I don't you. know. I'm a little nervous on the third time. <laughs> a little nervous. <laughs> one of those where at some point you just say, you know what, it's not gonna happen. You know, it's just, just not gonna work. I think work. we give it one more clean shot. Uh huh. It's possible. Quentin probably knows he has to pick up the phone, unlike normal, right? When we're there, and we might do that. And then the mixed minus thing, which is always nobody knows what that means, uh-huh. except for us. Uh-huh. Peel, back be a the cur- peel back the curtain a little bit, huh? Well, so the way, uh, you know what? Actually, oh, no. this is fun. Oh, gosh. Here's a quick explanation of how mixed minus works. Oh, no. We don't we need wait this. For a day nobody wants to hear this. <laughs> nobody wants to hear this whatsoever. <laughs> no one wants this? No, no. one wants this no. version of radio? I can, I can promise you nobody can. Fine. <laughs> I guess I'll just keep that explanation to myself. Go back to what you were saying, though, with, with Travis Kelsey. We can discuss that and some of the comments he has made. Oh, 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 here we go. We're gonna, this, is, this is it. Danon Hughes, the esteemed Danon Hughes, former <laughs> Chiefs wide receiver. There he is. I there he is. What's going we on, fellas? Viva hey, Las Vegas, brothers. Oh, we're loving it, man. We're, we're loving it. How, how's it treating you? I know you've been out at Lake Las Vegas a little bit, too, for some of the, the media availabilities, but you guys got uh, like a couple of these big-time broadcasts on a Super Bowl Sunday under your belt already. Yeah, man, it's been a blast so far. It's been a great week. Had an NFLPA event last night. Uh, went to see Too Short perform at, at uh, where is that Resorts World last night. Got some of my buddies short. in that town. That must have been a fun show. Yeah, actually, you know who the DJ was was Marcus Peters. So how about that? Really, Marcus Peters and Marshawn <laughs> Lynch were the DJs, oh, nice. and then Too Short. They're all from Oakland, obviously, and uh, so that was a fun event. So, yeah, just bouncing around town, golf events and other stuff. So just enjoying everything as we wind down towards this game. It's going to be a fun game. This is going to be a fun day. This is my first time. You guys mentioned earlier about players only being on 
later this afternoon, this will be the first time I'll be doing players only uh, on location. So that's going to be interesting. I'm trying to get a few uh, NFL alumni guys to swing through. So it should be a blast. Dana, I know that like for the players, they can't bet in a casino like playing blackjack until after the game is done and then all bets are off. How about you? Do they let you? You're employed by the team. Yeah, so we all got the same memo uh, that we're not to be uh, gambling. So I am going to uh, stick with that. You know, I'm, I do follow the rules. I am coachable. I've been told that. So I'll go ahead and uh, defer until after the game. How about that? I was going to ask you if you're up or down. I figured I needed to ask you that first. You know, <laughs> yeah, Dana, well, I'm you just look- chilling. When you look at this game and this matchup, the thing we'd opened the show was was talking about the real difference at quarterback because you can blindly say, hey, here's the separation. If you go as high as you want on Brock Purdy, where does he rank amongst the pantheon of quarterbacks, 5 to 10, 10 to 15? What is his range going into this game? Well, his range in regards to, like, other quarterbacks around the league yeah. or in regards to going head-to-head against Patrick Mahomes? Because I feel I guess- like head-to-head, he's definitely a distant number two. But as far as around the league, I mean – here's the thing there's so much I saw earlier actually I saw Cam Newton last night and reminded me about his comments about game changer uh, versus game manager and there's something to be said about a guy that can manage it's like a coach like a lot of times if you ask coaches there's one type of coach that can coach up guys the blue collar guys you make the Julian Edelman's and the Danny Amendola's and all those guys You make them superstars because you're able to coach them up. But then there's another aspect where sometimes it's more difficult to coach superstars because they have such great ability. Uh, It's natural normally and getting them to work and put in the work, even though they have such great natural ability can be a challenge at times. So I say all that because when you're, when you're talking about a quarterback, there's a lot to be said about a quarterback that amongst a bunch of stars knows his role and can execute his role. So he doesn't have to be great. He just has to let the players around him who are already great, just let them be great. And so I give Brock Purdy some credit on that because not a lot of quarterbacks would be willing to do that. Could you imagine, and not to pick on guys, but could you imagine a Cam Newton being the quarterback of the 49ers, maybe a Lamar Jackson being the quarterback of a 49ers? They're better quarterbacks, but would they be better in that system based on what they would be called on to do with those weapons? And I'd say the answer is no. So uh, from a quarterback perspective, we have the better quarterback, but I do give credit to Brock Purdy for handling that offense the way he does and allows it to flourish. We're talking to Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. Again, he'll have players only tonight, 6 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio at Stadium Swim. We hope to see everybody out there from 5 to 9 Vegas time at Stadium Swim. It's going to be a fun event. You can still RSVP. Free drink ticket if you're wearing Chiefs gear, and we're going to be competing with our sister station out in the Bay Area for the most fans. So hope to see everybody out there. We heard yesterday from Andy, Danon, that uh, Eric Bieniemy came back last week uh, prior to the AFC title game and was in some meetings, spoke to the team. Patrick Mahomes said he had goosebumps. I, I-, I love that. I love the motivational angle in what EB can provide there. Does, does that stand out to you as, as something that is, is promising for them the, this game on Sunday even, the carryover effect? And do you remember a, a coach maybe that had one of those really memorable pregame or at least game week type of conversations? 
Yeah, you know what? It's having that ability and having that credibility is uh, so great uh, when you have a coach that can touch your soul, can touch you know touch you in a way that will make you want to run through a brick wall. And I was fortunate in college and in the pros where I had Hayden Fry in college and then Marty Schottenheimer where the clips, you know, the, the, the sound uh, the sound clips that you have from Marty are still echoing at Arrowhead Stadium if you go in the Hall of Honor uh, because he was just such a great motivator. Uh, I do remember in college, uh, and it wasn't necessarily like sometimes those – those guys, it's not about screaming and yelling. It's just about, like, recognizing that they are just unloading themselves. Like, they are opening up themselves, making themselves vulnerable, and touching you in a way that you feel like you're ready to do anything. And I remember in college we were playing Michigan. Uh, it wind up being the year we beat Michigan at Michigan. And uh, Hayden Fry, he had this thing that he did every game throughout his career uh, right before the game, we're rallying in the locker room. He'd turn out the lights. He, you know, we'd do the prayer. He'd turn out the lights, and he'd tell us to close our eyes. And he said, visualize yourself making a play. Visualize that tackle, that catch, that touchdown. And then he said, visualize yourself in the locker room after the game. And all the handshaking and all the high fives and all the tears and all that. And then he'd turn on the lights and say, okay, now go do it. And, like, it, it gives me chills at this time because I'm putting my mind back in that time where we're facing Michigan in the big house, where we're, we're tied with them for the Big Ten lead for an opportunity to go to the Rose Bowl. And it, it kind of stirs up all of that emotion in you. So when you think about EB and the passion that he brought to the sideline and the role that he had with the Chiefs organization and the success he had, and then he's able to – to kind of impart some of that, not only just the wisdom, but the passion and the, and the energy, like you can't help, but to, to like, feel like you're ready to play the game now. And it's only Thursday. Dana, and I know that we're all biased, so you can tell me if, if you're just going to be biased with us or you view it different. I think it is a real dichotomy that the 49ers are spending this time talking about the firmness of the field. And then Travis Kelsey is describing a practice on Wednesday in which we know they put on pads and were getting chippy with each other about how hard they were both trying on the offense and the defensive side of the ball in that practice. To me, that's kind of an indication of, like, the toughness of these teams a little bit where I saw the Ravens for the first time all year get punched in the mouth and realized how bad it threw them off their game. I think there's a Chiefs could do that again in this game against the Niners. Yeah, I think it definitely will be a, a taller task because the Niners have been punched around a little bit. So they know that feeling. It's, it's different when you've been the bully all season long and then somebody comes in and punches you in the mouth and now you don't know how to act and you're jumping off sides and you're taking cheap shots at, the, at Trey Smith, uh, spinning the ball, doing things uncharacteristic because you've never been punched before. But then to see the 49ers, I feel like not only were they punched in the mouth by us in Super Bowl 54, but they experienced some of that this year when they had a little bit of a lull and weren't necessarily playing up to their capabilities. So I feel like that initial punch may not have the lasting effect as it did against the Ravens. Like we could tell that they were just totally out of sorts for a large part of that game, especially after Zay Flowers fumbled that ball in the end zone. But having said that, like this Niners team, they've been down this road. There are several guys on this roster. I'm looking at the two deep on, on this roster, and I'm like, okay, he was there, he was there, he was there in 54. 
And if you talk about a hangover effect, like what better way uh, would you want, what better position would you want to be in if you're the Niners than to have an opportunity for retribution against a team that basically snatched it from you, that bullied you in the fourth quarter with six minutes left and took your dream away just four years ago. And now you're in a position where you have opportunity for retribution and a lot of guys tasted that that you know agony of defeat and they're having an opportunity on this Sunday to, to kind of get that retribution. Danan, because of that, can you sometimes in a game, because you know this, like there's in every sport in every league, whether you're at I.O. or whatever, there, there's sometimes where you're like, they just got us. Is it hard sometimes, like let's say it's a third quarter and all of a sudden you're down 10, to not feel snake bitten against a team where it's hard to get it out of your head that why do they always have our number? Because I feel like the Bills feel that way against the Chiefs. Could the 49ers feel that way at some point this game if they're behind? Uh, it's possible. Um, I, I think you can make an argument that that's how it's been up until this last trip to the Mile High City against the Denver Broncos. When you win that many games against them and several of them were close, you have to believe that at some point they just stopped believing in themselves and said, oh, well, here we go again, number 10, number 11, number 12, number 13, straight wins, and they just couldn't get out of their way. Uh, I feel like the Niners – just because, I mean, we beat them in the regular season. We beat them in the Super Bowl. Uh, I believe we beat them in the preseason uh, a couple few years ago, if I remember that correctly. Uh, so I feel like they, they've they been down this road before. I just don't think that they're made up the same way. I feel like they are more uh, mentally tough than others that we've t- we've played or maybe other teams that have been in that position. And they'll, they're going to fight the full 60 minutes. We know that. Uh, you don't you don't get to this point. You don't have this opportunity against the reigning Super Bowl champs, the reigning Super Bowl and league MVP, uh, to be able just to wash yourself away and feel like, oh, uh, this is just not our day again. No, I don't. I think they're going to fight the full sixty minutes. I know you got to save your official game prediction for the broadcast on the Chiefs Radio Network and 106.5 The Wolf on Sunday, but our game predictions are brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sausage of the Kansas City Chiefs. How, how do you see the game script at least going for this one? Lower scoring game, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I think it's going to – I felt like the number 30 and 24 seem to be what's been in my head all week. So I'm going to say good guys, 30, uh, the bad guys, the Niners, 24. So I don't know what the over-under is. Uh, That'd be the over. Technically, be the over. Uh, technically a high-scoring game. I mean, given the points that they gave up against the Lions, um, I feel like that that's probably within our wheelhouse, and hopefully our defense can hold them down, hold Christian McCaffrey down, and not allow any late-game heroics from Brock Purdy and Debo Samuel. I'm guess based on that, you got Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP too? Yep. I believe so. It's almost tough. It's like it's it's hard for the quarterback like not to win it. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's almost impossible for the quarterback not to win it unless you get like a pick six or a scoop and scores or something like that. Like the quarterback is always gonna be the favorite to win it. All right, Dana, we'll see you tonight out at Stadium Swim, our big party we got going on here. For those of you in Las Vegas, Players Only starts at 6 o'clock. We'll be on from 7 to 9 after that, and uh, we're looking forward to it, Dana, and we'll see you later on. All right, fellas, see you then. There you go. Former Chiefs wide receiver Dana Hughes joining us here 
on Cody and Gold. And our guests are brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. I will say, as as we're talking to Dana, two different times, not only were people, they were, they were checking out the sauces, yes, but we've got some T-shirts that say Taylor Swift loves Kansas City. We've Very worn popular. We've, we've worn them before on the show. And someone just came by just to take a photo of it. Someone else earlier asked to grab a couple. Yeah, it, it's got a few smirks as people walk by. <laughs> it's a great-looking shirt. Yeah. Plus, it is. you know, no, it is. it's one of the massive game day storylines, especially if you're not in Kansas City oh, or in San Francisco. If you're just out here on Radio Row, I guarantee you that's a topic of conversation. It's, happen- regular it's happening right now. See, people stop by and Very take popular. a look at the shirt. It's this ha- is how we bring it, people to the this table. Is, this, is how, this is how it look works at our overall. Cool shirts. Thinking of people I've seen so far today, I, I don't know if he's around at this. The agent uh, of, uh, of Tommy DeVito, remember? Yeah. <laughs> he was here. Oh, really? That guy? Yeah, I can't remember his name. He's welcome on this show. I completely forgot his name. Stiletto? Stiletto? That sounds right. Uh, Tommy DeVito and something Stiletto with the the agent. Anthony or something? Well. Well, Come on, hold on. (laughs) Maybe it's Sean. Sean Stiletto or Stiletto. Stiletto? Uh, Anyway, yeah, he he was wearing. Was he he dressed the same way as before? Wow, not. Yeah, I mean, in a different style. But like yeah, fedora, same style, suits, I should say. Different suit, same pinstripes. style. Pinstripes. Oh, yeah, the, oh, the Tommy DeVille. That was a fun, like, Jeremy Lin, you know, five minutes of fame. Dude, what a thing. great moment of uh-huh. fun. And, and, by the way, earn it. Like, go to Jersey, put your name on something, <laughs> and earn it a little bit. Because it was great. Their season was lost. And for a brief <laughs> moment, it was fun again. Because this very New York guy, this very Jersey guy, shows up and is all of a sudden quarterbacking the New York Giants. Out of nowhere, and then doing well and winning football games, that it was one of the best stories of the regular season. Not that it meant anything for how this oh. season was going to go. It was just fun. Like you said, it was Lynn's sanity. Although, you know, I'll give Jeremy Lynn a little bit of credit. He did stick around the league a little while after that. Absolutely. He was not that player well, anymore, Tom, but he stuck around the league a little bit. Tommy DeVito might have earned himself, you know, a backup gig for a long time in this league. With you know, Tommy DeVito's the backup to Mahomes? I mean, I love the ancillary stuff that would come from it. I think Andy likes the but, former starters. Well, he likes the guys who have well, started NFL football games, which I don't, I don't blame him. I mean, that'll get us back to something we discussed, which is fortunately to this point, unlike the, the prior two Super Bowl runs, you know, Mahomes has been, been – is healthy. You know, he, he's healthy going. And so, like, you know, yes, he likes the starting yeah. quarterback or former starting quarterback to back up. And we're going to talk to uh, a backup quarterback later on today, actually. Chase Daniel going to join us here on Radio Row. Our next guest coming up around, uh, that'll be 1130, Chris Fowler. Excuse me, 1130. Uh, or 11.15, we got Jeff, Jeff Darlington. Jeff, I'm getting my time zones on. I'm trying to do the Sorry. math in my head. Jeff Darlington coming up at 11.15, and then Chris Fowler at 11.45 here from Vegas. And we're still just getting started here on a Thursday. Coming up next, we will get to our number two. And one key for Steve Spagnolo in this defense, and then we'll be joined by national NFL reporter Jeff Darlington here on Cody and Gold. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 